Welcome, Rice Dynasty. It's win and you're in. The playoffs actually start this week. We have two spots up for grabs, and we have four teams going for it. The playoffs start now, John, and I am ready for them. This is going to be hyped. Oh, yeah. This is the the first round almost, basically. I mean, you got, you got a huge matchup with Quinn and Grant, who you, you basically you win, you're in. The winner of that game. Probably going to have a playoff spot in their future. So looking forward to that one. This is the uh, first four of the uh, NCAA tournament, or in this case, the Rice tournament. You know, those playing games that usually get put in Dayton, Ohio. That's where they are. <laughs> Quinn got flown into Dayton this week. Grant, he's there. <laughs> they're playing in Dayton. It's going to be epic. They, they're both Dayton people for sure. Quinn got flown all the way from Thailand to Dayton. Pretty insane. Yeah, he's, he had to for what could potentially be his debut in the Rice Dynasty playoffs. I'm excited. I, Quinn, we'll get into situations later, but I think Quinn honestly has got a good shot at it. Um, like I'm saying, uh, because of Quinn's schedule, like this is a winner in situ- win and you're in situation, basically. Um, Quinn, it's a little bit harder than Grant. Grant, it is a legit win and you're in, but Quinn does need some extra things to happen. We'll get into that later. First, we should start with some power rankings. Get them done quick because we've got so many segments today. I'm so excited. We do. We have a really fun segment that we're going to do this week. Uh, Chris brought it up to me. It was partially his idea, partially things that we've talked about throughout the year. Um, so i got to give credit where credit is due. But uh, we'll unveil that in a little bit. Keep it a surprise. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Power rankings time. John, lead us off. Oh, boy. This one's tough because here at the bottom of the power rankings where you usually got Charlie and Alex, they both won this week. Um, oh, my gosh. Are you going to do it? I... Uh, I <laughs> this is the most insane power rank I've ever no made. No way. No but way. Nick is at number 10. Oh, my gosh. Nick. <laughs> Mr. Not Taking Again has tanked all the way to the bottom of my power rankings. Yeah, I I can't I can't put Alex or Charlie down here. Charlie just won a game where he had seven players starting. Um, it still scored more than Nick with seven players. Alex also scored more than Nick. And mind you, Nick, this happened to Nick. Went while his best player, Will Fuller, was playing. And guess what? He's not going to have Will Fuller for the rest of the year because he's he's taking PEDs <laughs> like an idiot. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're Nick, you're, you got to be number 10 at this point. Um, I, I just, uh, I, I'm higher up on Charlie and Alex than Nick right now. Crazy, but yeah. I don't know what to say. Um... <laughs> Wow, I guess I put it. I should have put more thought into my power rankings because I agree with a lot of the things you brought up. Um, put Chris there. Put Chris at them. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I, I can't. I can't put Nick there. I can't even put Chris there. Um, despite it all, I put Charlie there at number ten. Still, a great win for Charlie. It's amazing that his two wins on the year 
are against Anthony and Chris, who are probably the third and fourth best teams in the league. And, yeah, he's pulled off the upsets. This week he only did it with seven guys. Pretty amazing. Um, We just saw the weekly report come out, and Chris scored uh, 53% of his possible points. So, pretty good. Um, But, yeah, Charlie's still 10. You don't have a starting lineup. You don't have a starting lineup. I cannot put you higher than 10. (laughs) He's still somehow scored 104. Uh, He's at number 9 for me. Um, I mean, if anything, this week shows me that Charlie still has the talent. Um, for sure. I mean, DK Metcalf, there's no doubt in my mind, this guy's wide receiver one going forward in this league. Like he's so insanely good. Um, is there a player, every... sorry to cut you off. Is there a player dynasty wise that you'd rather have than DK Metcalf? Um, no, I guess not. My answer uh, is no. Mc... If we started a draft and I had the first pick, I would probably take DK Metcalf. Number wow. one. Wow, I, yeah, I'm thinking of running backs that maybe maybe McCaffrey still, maybe. Um, but yeah, DK Metcalf is he's insane, uh, and even Kenyon Drake looking good and Tanya looking good and stuff like that. So definitely a week where you like to see when you're Charlie. Even Ty Hilton made a return to the end zone. My God, he didn't play That's him, my... mind you. <laughs> he played Danny he's... Amendola, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. <laughs> Um, I I would have much would have rather played an injured Danny Amendola than T.Y. Hilton usually, but yeah, I guess I guess it worked out the wrong way for him this week. But yeah, number nine, Charlie. Or number nine, Charlie, for you. I'm not. I have Alex at number nine. The disrespect I know to Alex, who has three wins on the season. Before this, I, I really brought up to John. Alex has had three wins every year in this league, at least. I think his first year he had more than that. But the last two years, he's had three wins. And it's just incredible to me that he got to three wins. you got to give him credit where credit is due. Um, yeah, I think Alex has uh, really outdone himself this year in terms of just turning it around. We, I could have swore he was going to lose every game. So he scored 108. He beat Grant, who is, I still think, one of the better teams in this league. Um, yeah, i got to give him credit. So... Alex is number nine. He could be higher than Nick. I could see it, but I'm not going to do it just yet. <laughs> yeah, it's insane that I have Alex at number eight considering these players on his team, but it's a it's a money ball ragtag situation here. Honestly, I, I have him at number eight, and I think it's pretty impressive <laughs> that he's able to get some wins. I mean, he's just getting on base, you know? It is a true money ball situation. He's, he's not really winning by a lot or... He's not flashy, but he's getting the wins, and that's all that matters. Um, I mean, Kirk Cousins is putting up big numbers again, which is nice. Adrian Peterson, what a start by him. Um, and, yeah, Mike Evans looking looking pretty good this week again. Two touchdowns, so he's a touchdown machine this year. Uh, even Josh Kelly on his bench scored a touchdown. So, yeah, I, I, Alex's team, it's uh, It's okay. I don't know how he's pulling out wins, but um, based off these names I'm looking at, but he still is, and that's insane to me. Since week seven, who would you guess has a better record, Chris or Alex? Uh, well, it's Alex because he's won three of his last four, hasn't he? Since week seven, they have the same record. Wow, the so same that, record. They have the same record over the past um, 
Six weeks. Six incredible. weeks. Six Holy weeks. Shit. They're both three and three. <laughs> They're both yeah. three and three in the last six. Past six weeks. Same record. Oh my. That's not a good look for Chris. Just just throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> I have Nick at number eight again. Um gosh, you're you're probably right. His team should probably be lower because he just lost his best player. Bright spots, Dallas Goddard. And Latavius Murray on his bench. With Taysom Hill uh, being the quarterback, it looks like they want to run the ball more. They want to use Latavius Murray in a power running game. Latavius Murray is probably the play right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give him the nod uh, at number eight just because I can't, I can't put him behind these other teams. I'm sorry. Not yet. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. I probably shouldn't have done it either, but... No, I loved it. <laughs> it was I too loved hyped. the hot take, yeah. <laughs> um, number, s- yeah. Number seven, that's where we're at, is Tom, for me, got another win here this week. Um, beating Alex in the previous week, of course. Now ended up being Nick by, by nine. Um, what can I say? I He got the win, but um, I wasn't more impressed with his team at all, more or less impressed with his team at all. Uh, he was able to catch in on a nice Heinz week since Jonathan Taylor um, was on the COVID list. Robbie Anderson got a touchdown, which he doesn't do too often. That was actually his first touchdown since week one. So that must have been very nice for Tom. Uh, Michael Thomas, not as many targets as the as, as the first week with, with Taysom Hill. So that kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, this week, Tom just took full advantage of um, Duke Johnson and 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 Hines taking over for starting roles completely. Zeke had one of his worst weeks I've ever seen him have, which is sad. But uh yeah, I still Tom's I mean, Tom's taking advantage of some nice situations here, but I'm still not that impressed with Tom's team right now. Yeah, I I can agree with that, but I'll give Tom this. He's got DeAndre Swift coming back this week. That's and true. DeAndre Swift He's going to need him. Find out soon. I'm I'm coming around on DeAndre Swift. So I uh, I have him at seven as well. I was happy with what I saw to Robbie Anderson getting in the end zone. It was a long touchdown again, and those are the only two that he scored this year, not like red zone targets. Those usually go to DJ Moore. They usually go to Curtis Samuel. Um, I think Swift coming back will be big. I don't think Elliott will put up a dud like this again. Um but no, I like I like Tom's team. I just think he's gonna fall short, unfortunately. So I have him at seven. Yep. Um at six for me is Grant. Um and he lost by barely any this week, which kind of stunk. Um, but I think the main reason he's falling is because of the two teams ahead of him just passed him up big time this week, in my opinion. Um it was just a little bit of a dud this week, especially for like Daryl Henderson in a week where Cam Akers, I think, scored a touchdown and looked better. And he's starting to look better than Daryl Henderson, which is not good news. Um, besides that, Aaron Rodgers looked great. Devontae Parker continues to look great. Um, DJ Moore back to his under 10 games. Of course. Which, yep, which is going to happen. Um, which is one of the reasons I traded him. Debo Samuel, though, in his return. 11 catches, 133 yards. That makes and me a, cry. 
and a tackle, by the way. And so. a tackle. It was a nice tackle too. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's exciting. I, if Grant makes playoffs, I think he's um, watch out. He's, he's got a shot to possibly pull off some big upsets. He could be this year's Charlie, as we've said before. Yep, I've got Grant at six as well. Uh, obviously, Rogers has been very solid for him all year. Um, a QB1 uh, Moss is a nice floor of about 10 points a week. Um, he's going to like getting Jonathan Taylor back. He's got Debo Samuel now. I think he should get David Johnson back soon. Yeah, he's going to get him back this week, so that's big for him. Watch out. This team is coming together. I really think, um, you know, even LaVisca Chenault looked pretty solid this week. That's a player you can throw in there at some point. But, yeah, you're going to get um, – you're going to get uh, Jonathan Taylor back, and that's going to be huge. I really think those players coming back are going to be big for him, along with Devo Samuel. And, yeah, watch out for this team. This team could be really good. I just, like you said, I'm more impressed with what I see out of the teams that are slightly above him, even though he only got outscored by one of them by less than two – or by two points. So, Yep. Um, and yeah, my number five is that team who outscored him by two points. That's Quinn. Um, and I think it's mainly because of a player on Quinn's bench, Mr. Austin Eckler, 11 catches, 85 God. yards. What the hell? Herbert. <laughs> this, is a P- this is a PPR dream. Herbert, um, <laughs> you, know, there's, you have another Keenan Allen. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> only 10 targets. Only 10 targets. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they legit targeted Eckler 16 times uh, in the air. Insane. Uh, yeah, Eckler is very well back. Quinn didn't start him, but... And that might have been... I mean, I don't know if he would have started him over Damian Harris, but um, he should have, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he should have. That would have won <laughs> yeah. the game. I think, uh, yeah. I, think, I think Harris is probably on the bench now for Quinn because Goldman, Mostert, Carson, and... Eckler, that's like a hell of a four set at running back. My God. Justin Forsett, that is. Yeah, <laughs> Justin <laughs> Forsett. That's a nice throwback. Uh, no, I think the Gallman is here to stay. I really do. Mm-hmm. I like Wayne Gallman. Um, yeah. And obviously, Moster being back is huge. Um, he's got to figure out the tight end spot. But, uh, yeah. I And he gets Adam Thielen back. That's another thing. That's crazy to me. So you can throw him in. I don't know where you throw them in. This team's good. This team's really good. Um, Probably take out Landry. Landry yeah. had a nice week, obviously, but he has yeah, a, he, You can't trust him. Week. I would yeah. keep T. Higgins in, though. Yeah. I, he, T. Higgins has been very consistent. Uh, yeah, I, I would probably throw in Thielen there. And then you throw in Thielen, you put in Eckler in the Harris spot. This is a team you're looking at, and you're saying he could, he's as good as anybody. Yeah. These, God, I think Quinn easily would have cruised the playoffs if he didn't have these injuries. I, I, this team is so good. I, I really like this really lineup. Good. I really yeah. like this lineup. If he can make it, he's going to be scary. I don't want to mm-hmm. see him in the playoffs. Yeah, but I could easily see Grant winning this game. Like you're saying, like David Johnson returning, all these, and Jonathan Taylor returning. That's huge for Grant's team. Can so. these teams, these two, both make the playoffs? No. Or is that? I, oh my god, that's so sad. That. Yep, impossible. They're both, both so good. Yeah. Oh, that that makes me kind of happy, but also kind of sad because that means Nick <laughs> is going to make the playoffs over one of these teams. 
Maybe it is possible for both of them. No, I don't think there is. I don't think it what, is. What, not what if would... Anthony makes it. Yeah, no, because Anthony's just spot. automatically. He's pretty Anthony's, much in. At worst, Anthony's going to be 5-8. and eight. They're going to have to both outscore Anthony's score, or total points for, in order for that to happen, and that's just impossible. That's not going to happen, no. Grant's going to have to outscore Anthony by 120 and Quinn is also going to have it's going to have to be a situation where Quinn beats Grant they both score like 200 something points and Anthony scores under 100 (laughs) they're each going for 300 this week it's going to be epic (laughs) that's Anthony would be so pissed if that happened (laughs) it's insane Uh, these teams are both really good they're even set up well for the future especially on Quinn's side um, I do have Anthony at four, though, and I'm going to – you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make the switch. I think Quinn's four and Anthony's five. Oh, I'm doing it. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm changing it right now. I think Anthony's five, so I'll talk about him here, and I think Quinn is four because that lineup going through it is just – that's scary. It's a very scary lineup. Um, mm-hmm. Regarding Anthony's team, the reason I moved him down is Alvin Kamara with Taysom Hill is not what you want to see. The last two weeks, he has three targets. No other game this season has he had fewer. He had one game with four targets, and other than that, it was like 6, 8, 13, 8, 10, 14. These are Austin Eckler type of target numbers. Like, you know, he's he's got like over 100-yard receiving games. That's insane for a running back. And now it's Latavius Murray gets equal or more handoffs, and there's no targets out there. So unless Drew Brees comes back, Kamara this season, rest of season, not that great. Um, Kenny Galladay might come back. That could help him. But who are you? You're probably sitting Christian Kirk or Tyler Boyd. But those two are both not good. Uh, So, yeah, Mahomes is great, but overall Quinn's team is better right now. Yeah, I think there's definitely an argument there. It's Anthony obviously just beat him. And I think it was mainly a top-heavy matchup for Anthony. I mean, Quinn's points are way more spread around. Anthony got super lucky, obviously, that Russell Wilson put up less than 20, and their game plan was like, let's just win this by a bit, basically, mm-hmm. which sucks. Um, but, yeah, most of Anthony's points were from Mahomes and Chubb, obviously. That's not a good sign. It's it's sad to see the rest of his team doing absolutely nothing. I agree on Camaro 100%. Um, getting Galladay back will hopefully help. Um, hopefully. I know he's been banking on Galladay in many leagues. In our family league, he's also banking on Galladay. So, um, yeah, it, it, not starting Boyd or Kirk will be, especially Kirk will be great. I, I like Kirk, but I don't think... He's got – there's too many weapons in Arizona for him to be consistent, so. Yeah, and Kyler hasn't played that great recently. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, speaking of Kyler Murray, here's number three. I still have him here. Chris Brenton. Despite as much as I kid and joke about his team not being good, this team is still really good, okay? This is still the third best team in the league in my mind right now. It's still insane. He just needs to figure out who to start on a weekly basis, which is hard when you're this good. Um, but Kamish, I have I have one uh, complaint here. Mm-hmm. What's that? 
This man has a player that is not eligible for IR on the IR. Oh, really? So uh, can you make him drop one of those guys, random guy like Chase Claypool or something? (laughs) Can you just make him drop him? Just make him drop Chase Claypool? Well, he could just switch uh, Mark Andrews into the injured reserve. No, no. (laughs) He cheated. Or James Conner. He cheated. cheated. The season wasn't, or the the games weren't over this week, and he had a guy who was eligible. You got to. Wow. Drop, um, well, drop Hopkins. The, I'll I'll make him drop uh, Josh Jacobs or someone. I don't know. He doesn't want those Christian people. Christian McCaffrey. Right? Josh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, look at that. Look at this. Josh Jacobs four points. Why would he want that guy? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, RB thirty eight <laughs> on the season, number one fifty nine overall. Drop <laughs> yeah, I'll, him. I'll make him drop that guy. Okay. I don't even know who that is. You know, Chris's team's really good. He needs to start David Montgomery. Put some respect on this man's name. Put him in your lineup. You you need to play him. Uh, 11 carries, 103 yards, 40 yards receiving, and a touchdown. Yeah, play, play David Montgomery. What are you doing? All right, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris still has a fantastic team, and setting his lineup is the hardest part of owning his team, apparently. So, yeah, he'll once playoffs roll around and and uh, McCaffrey's back and uh, everything's clicking, and obviously. Chris will be a scary team again. He, I think he's happy he made playoffs at this point. He doesn't care if these if he wins these games. Yeah, he doesn't it, give a shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we kind of joked around like, oh my gosh, he should be nervous after this week losing a tr-. He shouldn't be nervous. He is one of the best teams in the league. He's about to get Christian McCaffrey back. Like, watch out. His, his best, pino- best possible lineup still would have scored 143 this week. So Exactly. Yeah. Which would have been like one of the top – two three scores in the league so mm-hmm. okay who's number two for you john it's me what? did you wanted to ask me that question really yeah number two is me i got my first loss of the season it's sad i was sad um yeah it was a rough weekend obviously it's still in first though so cheers to that <laughs> um barely but yeah, I mean, it does it does stink to go eleven and zero, have your first flaw, your first loss on the season, um, and now you're not so special anymore because uh, someone else is also eleven and one with you. So um, it does feel bad in fantasy football when you finally have a perfect year and then one mistake, and you're like, well, I'm not perfect anymore. But it wasn't even a bad game. You scored 147 <laughs> points. That's the other thing that sucks. And I would have won if I would have started Deshaun Watson instead of Josh Allen. So That's true. Yep. You would have. Yep. So mistakes were made. But, yeah, I, Michael's got a really damn good team. And I, I hope this is the championship. Clearly, we should we all should hope. Um, because this, this was a pretty good game between the clear two best teams in this league, I would say. Yeah, uh, it's I, – I have you number one, actually. I have myself number oh, two. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I think we're – this is as even of two teams <laughs> as I have ever seen. And I think pe- nobody can argue that. Through 12 yeah. games, we are separated by two points. Mm-hmm. And it is 1,681 to 1,683. And nobody yep. else in the league, like Chris is the next closest, and he's you know about 150 points down to us. That is insane. Yep, it's 
the, the two Goliaths here in this league. Although Chris still has a higher max points for than me, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get mad. If I were in Chris's situation, I probably would fuck up a lot too. Like it's it's because his big names, like Hopkins and stuff like that, have been super inconsistent, and you're scared to sit them. You're scared to sit Hopkins. No, you can't it's, sit Hopkins. When are you gonna exactly. sit? Exactly. You'd look exactly. like an idiot if you sit Hopkins. But anyway. But he he gets out he gets outscored by Chris's bench all the time though, which is the part that sucks. <laughs> it, it's true, but you have to live with it if you're him. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's doing everything right. He really is. He's starting who probably I would start. Anyway, yeah. yep, I think we're we're just so even. I mean, this matchup, like, I'm just going to take a second. This was epic. I mean, look at these scores. Antonio Gibson on Thanksgiving goes for 36. And then Derrick Henry said, that's cute. I'll outscore him in the first <laughs> half. God, I wish he would have done more. He, he scored four in the second half. But I guess he didn't need to do more. Did and pretty then, well. Right. And, and then, then Tyree Kill said, said, it's my turn. Hey, Derrick Henry, that was cute. <laughs> let me go for 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. Yeah. Just let me one-up that. I legit just couldn't watch that game anymore. <laughs> After the first touchdown, I was like, okay, I can I can stop watching now, right? Like, it's over. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like, every single play the red zone was showing me, it was Tyree Kill catch. Tyree Kill catch. I was like, please stop. What are Tyree you doing? Tyree 75-yard catch, run, and backflip into the end zone. <laughs> oh, but if I would have started Watson, Monday, or the... the Eagles Seahawks game would have been so upsetting for you because you would have needed just like a little bit more from Miles Sanders basically to beat me. Yeah, <laughs> I would have three. Well, what I I would have lost by what uh, three point two points, three yeah. or four points, something like that. Oh God, that would have been so frustrating. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, you made the right start. I mean, we both made the right start at quarterback, and other guys just did better. Yeah, it was a weird game. It weird, was. Weird, weird Bills Chargers game for sure. But in the most Allen Robinson way of all time, he scored <laughs> just enough points to keep you in first place. The garbage time kid came in the garbage you. time of our game, of our fantasy game. Yeah, it was over, but yeah. he still scored just enough points, two touchdowns, his best on the season, to keep you in first place by two points. That's why that's why my name is Mr. Robinson Seduce Me. It can be either James or Allen. They, it was they both, both this week. Me. Yeah. They, they scored they, 50. They were the kings. Obviously, Derrick Henry was my best player. But they, they both did fantastic. Yes. All right. Speaking, uh, we talked a little bit about our rookies that battled. You know, two. They were the top two rookies picked, right? Robinson and Gibson? Uh, of course. Number one, he went number one. Robinson. Wow. I, I had the first pick. <laughs> well, this is our segment in this uh, in today's uh, podcast. We are redrafting dynasty wise the draft that we had um, earlier this year. So obviously, Exciting. this has been an incredible draft class. There's so many good players that are so exciting, and uh, we're gonna redo the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Rank the players. Two rounds based on how we uh, we would draft today. John Leadoff, who we would go number one overall in the right, John this, George Rice Dynasty recap draft. This one might be a little bit of a, a hot one, 
But um, my number one overall is the same. J.K. Dobbins. I'm still most impressed by this guy. Yeah, that's right, Michael. What? <laughs> still, yeah, and I, this is a dynasty-wise draft. I'm still most impressed by I think he is the most talented running back in this class. I would still take Dobbins number one if we're going dynasty-focused players here. Um, yeah, I, I went Dobbins first. <laughs> I am a big in shock. Shocker. I am yeah. in shock. <laughs> I don't shocker, have but... Dobbins, and like not that close to this even. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I like Dobbins a lot. I, I, I mean, like I hope you. I love J.K. Dobbins. Don't get me wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Number one overall, I went James Robinson. I mean, what yep. he's done this year with no quarterback in Jacksonville, they're probably going to get Justin Fields or. Um, you know, uh, what's his name? The kid from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor which Lawrence. would really improve that Jacksonville offense that isn't that bad, but will be coming back in a lot of games and have to score points. I, I'm, I'd take James Robinson, number one overall. All right. Well, James Robinson's my number two. So, um, yeah, I think he's not only will the situation get better, but like he just looks insane when he's on the field. He's just, he's great. I, I, I love watching him. Um, yeah. And he he just consistently is just putting up. I don't know how he's putting up numbers on this on this one win Jags team, but he is. He's the whole offense, and he gets yeah. so many carries. He reminds <laughs> me of Frank Gore in his prime. Yeah, true. Um, someone brought up uh, who was there's this Jags running back that someone brought up that he uh, reminds me of, but I can't remember who it was. Jones Drew or something. Yeah, Maurice Jones Drew. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He's small. He's not small. He's a big guy. But, yeah, he just runs so aggressive. Yeah, I love James Robinson. He's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, I have DeAndre Swift on the mm. Detroit Lions. Um, this situation is only going to get better because I think they're about to hire the Kansas City offensive coordinator, um, Bevel. Bevel's the current head coach, and he's going to get Swift going. He's a big running guy. He likes to run the football. Um, I think Bevel might stay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really like DeAndre Swift as a talent. Tom is going to love this. I would take him number two. Wow. Um, yeah, I got Swift pretty oh, – I guess I have Swift at the same spot, actually. <laughs> but uh, Because I have Gibson three, actually. Um, I like Gibson. I like him a lot. Wow. Um, he, he's. I think he's super talented. Obviously, Washington, or Washington loves them a lot, or loves him a lot. They give him the ball like crazy. Um, and like me and Michael have said, like if he takes over the passing game too, like this could be a Christian McCaffrey situation here. I, I like Gibson a lot. I think he's super talented. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on Gibson. He's my number three. Um I'm a big fan of Antonio Gibson. I, I think I said Swift was number three. Swift was number two. I yeah. have Gibson at number three. Uh, his pass catching ability is just starting to get opened up. I only think the situation will get better in Washington as they improve offensively um, and get a new quarterback. So I yeah I really like Gibson. He's huge. He's fast. Um, athletically, he's great. Him and Swift are two just amazing athletes. So, yeah, I have Gibson at three. Yeah, that's the crazy part about uh, Gibson and Robinson. Are Not only are, are they the best, two of the best fantasy running back performers this year, but they're also two of the best on, like, 
some of the worst offenses in some of the worst offenses in the league, which is crazy. Uh, because I think both both didn't they didn't no, people didn't want to touch James Robinson or Antonio Gibson because of the teams they were on almost. Right, it wasn't uh, the talent. Was a, yeah, it yeah. was the teams. Yeah, um, but yeah, Swift is number four for me. I agree. I think if. Like, if I did my own draft at the beginning, I think Swift would have been at, like, the back end of the first round. But he's proven me wrong. I thought Lions running backs couldn't do shit, frankly. Um, But I think he's been able to do a lot of shit. He's really good. Uh, Which, yeah, is impressive. I really, as a Lions fan, I I really like him. I think we should keep him as our guy going forward. He's he's so good. Yeah, I, I would go for you should be excited for him. He is going to mm-hmm. be great. And he does it in every area of the game. He's fast. He's big. He cuts well. And he pass protects and can pass catch. He's an amazing athlete. I would be oh, so yeah. excited for him. So that's oh, why yeah. I had him in my top three. Number four for me is C.D. Lamb on the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, C.D. He was my favorite receiver coming into this class, and he's still my favorite receiver now. Um, he's in a weird situation of not really having a great quarterback and also having so many other weapons around him to you know, pull up his targets. But dynasty-wise, I think he is going to be incredible. Uh, I think he's a, just a great player. And I have him number four in my dynasty rankings. Nice. Um, my number five is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think he's not as obviously not as good as the number two pick that Michael took him with. I, I, I think maybe he was a little overhyped. Every, obviously, everyone was taking this guy as the number one rookie overall. And if Michael didn't have all three picks, he probably would have taken it as number one overall. Yep. Um, so, obviously, I don't think he's lived up to the hype. He's had some bumps on the roads. Bell, I think he's still super consistent, though. And I, I think he's talented. And he's on the Chiefs, which is the best offensive in the NFL. So, you can count on him to score points. Uh, so, I would still take him at five. Uh, number five for me is Justin Jefferson on the Minnesota Vikings. As John knows, this is a guy I was not high on coming into the draft. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I am pretty sure I single-handedly got Justin Jefferson pushed to the second round. Because yeah. I told everybody how bad he is. Chris, <laughs> you, anyone who would listen to me. I said, Justin Jefferson is bad. Don't draft him. I was so yeah, wrong. You're wrong. I was so you're very wrong. wrong. Justin Jefferson is amazing talent. They don't put they didn't put him in the slot. They put him outside and he already is one of the best outside receivers in the league. Like I feel like every time he catches the ball he's in the, he's in the end zone. You'll see like three mm-hmm. catches, 84 yards and two touchdowns. He doesn't look like a rookie. Like when I watched him watched him catch that touchdown, I was like who is that? Um, because I just like didn't think I don't know he looks like an old player that I should know or something but right. no that's Justin Jefferson so. he's already as good if not I mean I mean not as good or better but he will be very quickly better than Stefan Diggs oh yeah yeah no doubt um where are we number six yep my number six is CD Lamb Okay. Um, I agree. I think he's the best wide receiver talent um, out there, even though, obviously, I don't think he's had the best situation this year. And once Dak comes back, I think this guy is is set. He's looked so good. Um, I still think he's the best talent. I, I love CD. So he's number six. Nice. Yep. He's, he's awesome. Number six, I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, 
You've seen his usage go up and down, and I still think dynasty-wise he will get a lot of usage in this offense. I think they'll put him more in the passing game next year. Uh, I still love the fact that I have him on my roster, um, and I think he will be an RB1 in this league for many years to come. The talent is there. You see it in flashes when they use him. He just hasn't had the volume this year because for whatever, they're just so good, and they don't need to run the ball. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I think the talent is still there, though. I think he will be a nice player, so I have him sixth. Nice. Uh, my number seven is Justin Jefferson, who, as I just said, he's just he's great. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm pissed that Michael Michael did convince me not to take him, but I I thought I thought I had a worse pick than I actually had, so um, I still enjoyed my Judy pick, and I definitely wouldn't have taken Jefferson over Judy, but I thought I was at the Rager pick at number eight. And I was considering taking Jefferson, and I totally should have. I, Jefferson's great. I think he's – yeah, I really like I, – I like Jefferson. So he's my seven. Number seven for me, I have our first quarterback. I have Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert will be a very good dynasty asset for me. I think Herbert will be the best quarterback in this class. Um, he needs to get a – competent head coach at some point but herbert can man he's got a heck of an arm man he just throws it so well downfield uh it doesn't matter what kind of system he's in he will be i think he's a really good quarterback so i have him at number seven yeah he's my number eight so um yeah he's i i'm pissed that i traded him for waiver cash because he's great i don't know i think i would have ended up trading him or one of my core because having three insanely good quarterbacks would be nuts um, and hard to choose every week. But um, yeah, Herbert's really good. I so far I like what I see out of him, and yeah, I I I did I could see the could see it slowing down, but I don't know. He's he's really good. He shouldn't slow down. <laughs> um, he's good at throwing the deep ball already. I didn't I didn't expect him to be this good for sure. No, I didn't either. I really didn't. Yeah. I just kind of took a, a, you know, a pass on him, you know, just take a flyer on the guy. Um, number eight for me is Chase Claypool on the Steelers. Nice. Uh, he has a build of like a Calvin Johnson and like you're seeing a DK Metcalf. He looks like those guys. He's massive. He's fast. He's so talented. Um, right now his situation's just weird because they have a lot of weapons, kind of like CeeDee Lamb. We just don't know if it's a Claypool game or if it's a Juju game or if it's a Deontay Johnson game. But Claypool is such a talented receiver. He will be so good in this league for years to come. That's why I have him at number eight. And it's amazing, as good of a player as he is, that I could have him at number eight. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's so hard. Um, I pick, this, picking these were hard. It was picking between who I think is going to be better in the future versus who's doing really well now. Um, and I think with these next three, I did I did go for more dynasty focus on them because there are players behind these players that are doing a lot better. But um, I, at number nine, I put Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Uh, I still think he's great. I think his situation sucks. And I think his situation going forward might suck too. Um but in the end, talent might just play out, just 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 outweigh everything, um, and he might just end up winning the job in the end. He's still a rookie, in in a lot of systems, 
people aren't fully confident in giving their rookies a, a, a full workload. I mean, look at the Los Angeles Rams and Cam Akers. Uh, Sean McVay, not willing to give Akers the time of day yet. He's like, you're a rookie still. I want uh, you, it's 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 going to take some time before I give you anything. So I think this Taylor's still young. The time with him is still young. We'll see how he does going forward. But I, I could see him being a really big fantasy asset going forward. So mm-hmm. I, I still uh, have him here in the top ten. Yeah, I like that. I, I really do. I think he's a great talent. Uh, we'll talk about. I'm going to talk about him and Acres actually a little bit later. I have J.K. Dobbins at number nine, which is incredibly low for as high as I am on him, and it makes me sad. <laughs> apparently, um, I'm much higher on him, dude. Apparently. Him, so. <laughs> no, I just I worry that Baltimore will continue to use the committee approach. I don't question the talent. The talent is there. He's so good when he just gets the ball. And you kind of saw that right before he got COVID. They just kind of said, you know what? Screw this. Like, fuck this thing with Mark Ingram. We're done with this shit. <laughs> this guy's 100 years old. Gus Edwards is fine at the goal line. But we drafted the rookie. He might be the best back in the class. Like, let's just give him the damn ball and watch him go for five yards of carry. Like, he's so good. Um, I have him at number nine. Nice. Um, my number 10 is Mr. Jerry Judy. Okay. Yeah, I still like him. And I think this is a this is a situation where um, his quarterback is out and or he doesn't have a great quarterback. Um, and I think he'd be performing a lot better if he did. Uh, that's why I have him ahead of someone like Claypool. I think Claypool's got a way better situation than J- Jerry Judy right now. Um, and who knows when that's going to be fixed, I guess. But um, what it is, I think, and maybe even before it is, I think Jerry Judy's going to have a lot of value. I, I, I've loved, when he's popped off, I've loved watching him and loved watching what he does. So, yeah, I got Judy at 10. Jerry Judy. Yeah, Judy is an incredibly talented player. Um, I have another guy here who is a little bit bigger than Judy. Um, a little bit stronger than Judy. I have T. Higgins at number 10. T. <laughs> I love T. Higgins. Dude, he is the leading receiver for this Cincinnati Bengals team. And at the beginning of the year, he couldn't get on the field. He, he didn't even play in the first game. They mm-hmm. were like, you know, no, he's not that good, guys. We're going to redshirt him this year. Like, he's going to play behind A.J. Green. It took him one game to realize, shit, this guy's better than A.J. Green already. <laughs> Like, yep. He's so good. He's massive. Quinn got him in this draft, and he stole this man. He's he's a wide receiver twenty one on the season. Mm-hmm. He, T Higgins is really consistent. good in a bad offense. I I love T Higgins, so I have him at number ten. He he's incredibly talented. Nice. Um, number eleven is Chase Claypool for me. You mentioned him earlier. I agree with everything you said there, and maybe I'm a little bit more wary on. Um, the talent situation and how talented everyone on Pittsburgh is. But if Juju, I know his contract is ending soon. If Juju goes somewhere else, that would be obviously fantastic for the Chase Claypool. Which he, he could end up, yeah. And, and that could end up being the moment Chase Claypool actually becomes the best wide receiver from this class. Um, once he t- takes over in uh, Pittsburgh, obviously you still got Deontay Johnson there though. <laughs> That's what sucks. Um, so... Yeah, I got Chase Claypool here. He's had some insane pop-off potential, and 
it's mainly because that Pittsburgh offense is so so good this year. I I didn't realize how important Big Ben was to that offense. I I, I thought he was just a fat old guy, but apparently he's a good quarterback in the NFL. Well, yeah, you compare him to Duck Hodges and <laughs> you know whoever the hell else they have out there at quarterback when he's hurt. It's awful, but. Yep. At least he like kind of pushes the ball down the field. Yeah, um, Ben's really not as bad as people make him out to see. He's yeah, just no. he just is a large man who is unathletic. <laughs> He's just a fat man who is now getting older for sure. But people and see lo- that and they're like, "He's not good at football." He's like, "He still's pretty good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, when you're quarterback, it doesn't matter if you're skinny or fat or whatever. You just need to throw the ball far. Yeah. And accurately. So. Somewhat accurately. Um, at number 11, I have the second quarterback, Joe Burrow. Joseph. You realize that if you take – like the reason Joe Burrow didn't get the hype that he should have is because of Justin Herbert. You take Justin Herbert uh-huh. out of the conversation, then Joe Burrow was having the best season of a rookie in NFL history. Justin Herbert really? just was came he? in. Yeah, well, statistically, he was on pace to break all of Andrew Luck's oh, records. Wow. Damn, uh, I didn't know the, that. The reason Herbert probably won't is because he didn't start the first game. Um, but he still might break those records. Uh, anyway, Burrow has been was excellent before tearing his ACL, and it's sad. But usually for a quarterback, they can come back from this kind of an, inter- an injury you know, wide receiver, running back, you question it a little bit more. But this ACL quarterback, um, yeah, I like Joe Burrow. I, I really like Joe Burrow, so I have him number 11. Uh, number 12 for me is T. Higgins. Um, at this point, I just have to reiterate people that Michael just mentioned. But yeah, T. Higgins, I have him in one of my other leagues, so I know how good this, how great it is already to have him in fantasy. And yeah, I think this is a situation where AJ Green's obviously getting older. Tyler Boyd, you know, he's he's still good, but I, I'm only excited about T. Higgins over there in Cincinnati for Joe Burrow to throw to. So I could I could see him having wide receiver one potential there, and I like T. I like T. a lot, Mr. T. I do too, Mr. T. He's good. <laughs> uh, I want to just make Mr. T. jokes, but I, I won't. I'll hold off on it. Um, JT is uh, next for me at number 12, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I agree with you. I think the situation is not great right now because of how many people are there, but you kind of saw it, the same thing with J.K. Dobbins right before he got COVID. It was almost (laughs) like they were just like, all right, you know what, fine. Here you go, pal. We know you're about to get COVID, but uh, here, let's uh, sprinkle this in for the fantasy owners out there just to see what you can do. Even though we didn't start you that week because you were doing nothing beforehand. Yeah, freaking tease. Um, now I miss this guy. I regret the trade. I really do. Cause I think Jonathan Taylor's going to end up being pretty good. So yeah, I'm sad. I, I definitely lost that trade. I'm sad. I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't help that that Aaron Jones hasn't really been popping off since I know. he got him. I guess. I know, and even though Aaron Jones has still looked good in his games, and that's a, that's another subject. But um, we're talking about rookies, anyway. Jonathan Taylor's number twelve for me. Um. Okay, so I'm at my thirteen. What happened to my notes? Okay, thirteen for me is Michael Pittman. Ooh. 
Mr. Michael Pittman. Um, obviously, he had that injury that scared a lot of people, even Tom himself, who traded him because of it. Well, not because of it. He was getting Miles My- Gaskin, and he needed a player to play. Um, but Pittman has returned. Pittman has returned, and he's he's looking good. He's looking pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where I I'm confident this man could be um, the 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 person that the Colts want at wide receiver. Their their wide receiver one, honestly. So I, I like Michael Pittman a lot. I got him at thirteen. I like Michael Pittman too. I have Jerry Judy here. Uh, 13, which is probably a little low for him. I recognize that, but I couldn't put him above the other guys. This this class is so good. I can't I say that enough. Uh, Judy, <laughs> talent-wise, is probably the like the best, if not the second best receiver in this class. Um, like you said, the quarterback is just not good, and Denver has not had a good quarterback in a long time. Um, I hope they don't stick with Drew Locke that since long. Team, since Tim Tebow. Yes, that that other guy. (laughs) Yeah, the other guy that came in after Tebow, he wasn't any good. No, I don't even remember that guy's name. He was number like 18 or something, right? Oh, Brock Osweiler. Oh, yeah. That's who you're talking about. (laughs) Remember how hyped up Brock Osweiler was? My God. God, that makes me so bad. All right. Um, Jerry Judy, he's really good. Um, but it's, this class is insane. So despite his talent, I have him at 13. Yeah, this class, this class is just nuts. I feel like I, <laughs> these players are all so good that we're listing here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, number 14 is Joe Burrow. You just mentioned him earlier. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. He got injured. I, I, I Now that you mention it, I think Herbert has lowered my... Has has lowered my hype on Burrow a little bit. Herbert just has looked better than Burrow, um, even though it's insane that Herbert still isn't able to get wins despite how well he is playing a quarterback. Uh, Joe Burrow, unfortunate injury, but going forward, I think Tom's got a nice, nice quarterback here, and you should be looking forward to finally having a consistent quarterback next year, hopefully. Yep, absolutely. Number 14 for me is Mr. Brandon Ayukin from the San Francisco 49ers. Ayuk has looked incredible every time he's on the field. It just he's just so athletic. He's big. He just he's hurtling everybody. Like nobody can stop this guy. Um, San Francisco is lucky to have him. They're they're basically have two Debo's on the field with Debo and Ayuk. They're just so athletic. They can do so many different things with the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Ayuk is – he's so much fun to watch when he gets the ball. But San Francisco just doesn't have a quarterback, which makes it hard. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ayuk is 14 for me. I see you typing, John. I, did you forget Ayuk? No, I did forget Ayuk. Oh, okay. I was just re – I was re – I was moving people around. A lo- like I realized my – earlier before this podcast, um, Michael brought up a couple players that I was like, oh, I completely forgot about them. Um, and then I realized that my list had 21 players. So I was just, um, I was moving people around to like decide who my final ones were going to be. So live on the podcast, I'm finishing my list. Okay. Um, Who's 15 but, uh, for you? 15 for me is Cam Akers. Okay. Um, which is a significant drop, obviously, from where he was actually picked. Yep. Uh, 10 spots down. Um, 
And I think people would argue he maybe even deserves to go up much lower than that as well because of his because he's he's gotten no attention. Henderson has taken most of the load here. Even um, Malcolm Brown is that his name? Malcolm? Yeah, yeah Malcolm so. Brown. Yeah. yeah. Even Malcolm Brown's getting a lot of stuff. But now I these this um, this past week especially. Um, the week before too, he got a receiving touchdown, but this past week I was impressed. He had 84 yards and a touchdown. Um, I, I do think that Sean McVay just doesn't want to use him a lot quite yet. Uh, but I think down the road, he will use him a lot. Um, I really do think he's really easing acres into this offense. So I, I still have some, I, I still think he's going to do well down the road. So I, I I don't think Henderson is their guy. I don't think Malcolm Brown's their guy. They, I think the thing working against them is it could be a committee, and that would suck. I uh, we're getting close on Cam Akers for me. He's he's coming up soon. Uh, before him though, I have to put in Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, Michael Pittman is a very large man. He's a good specimen. Uh, he's a <laughs> good specimen. He's, he's a, a great really, YouTuber. He's a great YouTuber. Nice guy. He just got engaged. Uh, I'm just going to talk about his personal life here. He's got a great <laughs> dog. He's got a dog that doesn't have his house hair. is very nice. He's got a nice house, a nice TV, and um, his his fiance is really attractive. So. Yeah, uh, good person. So he she's had taken, to come in here. Yeah, he's she's taking. So it's sad. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so he comes in at fifteen. Nice. Uh, Sixteen for me is Ayuk. Um, and ditto on what Michael said. Nice. <laughs> Boom. That's it. Uh, Sixteen for me is Cam Akers. Uh, the only other point I will add to John is last game they played and uh daryl henderson was averaging like 1.8 yards per carry at halftime so in peyton barber-esque numbers <laughs> and so basically the second half uh they gave cam anchors nine carries and he did really well with them rushed for 9.3 yards per attempt uh yards per carry is a huge stat uh in fantasy in my opinion and cam Akers has rushed for pretty decent yards per carry uh, he scored a touchdown, and I think this is starting to turn over to Cam Akers' backfield and will pretty soon. So he is yeah. number 16 for me. He could be higher. He really could okay. be. Well, for me, the next ones <laughs> are really guesses at this point because the next, the last four players on my list have not done much this year uh, at all, to be honest. Um, so these are just dynasty guesses at this point based off what I've seen from them so far, I guess. Um, and right here I have at number 17 I have Rager Jalen Rager obviously he's been injured for a good amount of time he's finally come back and I, I think it's still going to take a lot more for Rager to start popping off here because Wentz is ass just put Hurts in already get Hurts going Peterson honestly oh, but yeah I'll go Rager at 17 fuck it uh, <laughs> I don't know still counting uh 17 i put lavisca chenault who i constantly forget isn't on my team anymore and it makes me sad <laughs> it makes me really sad um i love visca chenault uh i think he is very similar to brandon Ayuk. he's just in a worse offense so i, I think chenault's really good um i just think he's in a bad offense right now and he will continue to just get better so i have him at 17 you're not worried about colin johnson 
the superior Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver rookie from Texas. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Colin Johnson, 19 points last week because of a long touchdown catch. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Thanks, though. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. No, not sweating. <laughs> um, okay, where am I? 18. 18. I also have, I have Chenault. I could talk about Chenault now, um, even though I'm very worried about Colin Johnson. Um, <laughs> I still have Chenault here. <laughs> yeah, Chenault. Chenault's, he has looked good. He obviously hasn't popped whatsoever or anything like that. But in a year where Chark's doing awful, like, this makes me think this could be Chenault's role to take here um, instead of Chark. Chark hasn't looked that great either. Okay. Uh, number 18, I have Denzel Mims, a New York Jets wide receiver. And I was scared Mims. to put a Jet on this uh, list. But I look at be. Mims, and he has played very well in the action that he's gotten. Um you know, he's put up – so he put up 42 yards in his first two games. And one of them was on two catches. Like, he's very good. And he's never had more than four catches, but he's had upwards of 71 yards, like 67 yards, 62 yards. He, he's a very talented receiver. He just needs to get the hell away from Adam Gase. Denzel Mims is very good. He's got a Julio Jones-like mold. He's extremely talented. I, I like Denzel Mims a lot. He's 18 for me. Um, yeah, Mims, Mims, but it might be like a Robbie Anderson situation. It might take like uh, eight years or something to happen. Probably. So <laughs> um, uh, what am I? Not number 19. Yeah. Number 19. I have Zachary Moss. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, a little lower than where he actually went at 2.5. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm still confident that he's better than Singletary, which I think is the main reason he still should probably be taken in the first two rounds, uh, because he has, unless the bills draft another running back soon, I think Zach Moss is probably their guy going forward. I think Zach Moss is better than, uh, Devin Singletary, but I think because they're both going to be there for very cheap on rookie contracts that they're going to have to compete with each other for the next three years. So I, I actually I have Henry Ruggs the third at number nineteen. Uh, I like his talent. He's a very fast receiver. They just have a lot of weapons that they like to get involved in the passing game. Nelson Aguilar is super annoying for Henry Ruggs because every time I see a deep ball with the Raiders, I'm like, oh, it's Henry Ruggs. It's Nelson Aguilar. What the hell? <laughs> we don't like Nelson Aguilar. Like, why is he playing? Get him out of here. Yeah. When Ruggs catches the ball, I'm surprised. I'm like, whoa, I never see this guy catch the ball. Who's this? I forgot he played um, for them. But he's so yeah. good. He's very talented. So I, I mm-hmm. like Ruggs. I have him 19. Um, you know, I I should put Ruggs at 20, Michael. I should, shouldn't I? But you didn't. But I'm going to put. Do it. Jalen Hurts at 20. Oh my gosh! <laughs> because from what I've seen from Carson Wentz this year, this guy's out of here soon. <laughs> um, Hurts is going to come in a lot sooner than I thought he would. Um, when Grant took Hurts at 3.5, I thought to myself, okay, like, yeah, I like Hurts, but like, when are they going to take Wentz out? Like, I, they've gone all in on Wentz. They think he's their guy. 
Like, he hasn't played that bad, and then this year happened. And he is playing god-awful. I think it might be Hurts time pretty soon in Philly. So I'll put him at 20, even though I will say I think Ruggs should be 20. But I put Hurts at 20 for fun. (laughs) It's incredible to me that as bad as Carson Wentz has been, they still have a chance to win the division. And so for that (laughs) reason, they probably won't bench him. Yeah. Um, I have Tua at 20. I still believe in Tua. I like him as a player. He has not looked great in the action we've seen so far, which is more much more typical of a rookie. Like, please don't like confuse what <laughs> Justin Herbert and Joe and Burrow, Burrow do have done. as like the as typical rookie. rookie. It's not normal. No, I mean Pat Mahomes didn't even play as a rookie. Like these guys don't play as rookies. Like Deshaun Watson struggled as a rookie at times. Like he was still really good. But he struggled at times. I mean, most of the time, rookies don't do that great at quarterback. Um, I still think two is pretty darn good. Uh, so, I uh, yeah, I have him at twenty. I still have confidence in him. I don't like the Jalen Hurts pick here. It would make me really <laughs> sad. But you might be right because for fantasy wise, Russian quarterbacks typically do much better. Yeah, we'll see if I'm right, but. I just wanted to do a meme final pick. I loved it. I, I, I also love that J.K. Dobbins was number one. That makes me so yeah. happy. Yeah, dude. Anything, anything for you, man. No, um, <laughs> I, I think Dobbins is legit good. I, I still think he's the best talent in this class, and I still don't think he's had the chance to show that. So, I hope you're right. Well, it's time. We got to preview the last week, the first round of the Race Dynasty playoffs. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, well, I, I haven't made a situational doc in a while, and that's because they take me hours on end. And this week, it would not take me hours on end. Um, but I can easily summarize it in my podcast right now. Me and Michael still fighting for number one seed, if you didn't know. And it's literally basically by points for. Obviously, if one of us wins and one of us loses, the winner gets the one seed this week. Um, if we both win or if we both lose, it's going to be up to points. And I'm only winning by two right now. So... Essentially, whoever outscores the other yeah. this week, we're basically playing again. But yeah, practically, just just pretend we're playing again, basically. So, yeah, um, Chris has three. Uh, Nick, I don't think Guaranteed has four, actually. But he has Guaranteed made the playoffs, um, mainly because there cannot possibly be, for, for in order for Nick to miss playoffs, there would have to be four teams that ended up six and seven. Um, which, uh, I guess could, could it happen? I guess it could happen. So Nick hasn't made playoffs technically. Grant wins. Anthony wins. He has. Tom wins. He has. There's no way Tom catches up on points four. So I'm essentially saying Nick made playoffs here. The only situation where Nick didn't make playoffs is if he loses, Tom wins, Anthony wins, Grant wins. Like you just said, they're all tied at six and seven. And and somehow Nick has the least points for out of all of them. He has less than Anthony. He has more than Grant right now, and he has way more than Tom right now. So yeah, it's going to be like 150 points. So yes. So Tom's going to have to outscore Nick by 150 in that situation. Uh, Nick has essentially made playoffs. I would say yes. seeding, but that's way more up in the air. If he loses, if he wins, he gets that four seed. But if he loses, 
It could be any spot, especially if Anthony wins. He's definitely not getting four. The only one that really matters is six, obviously. So Mm -hmm. um, if he gets six, he'll have to play Chris. Yeah, and that's not fun. Which is possible. Um, Or I guess it's not possible. Or it is possible if Grant wins and outscores him, which is the only situation. I was thinking of Quinn. Uh, but Quinn has four. Quinn's four and eight. So, um, and then Anthony is a win and in situation as far as playoffs goes. He there is a chance he won't make it if he loses. Um, it involves it involves Tom outscoring him by a lot though. So I, I would essentially say Anthony's in as well. If I'm going to say Nixon, so Anthony is essentially in. We are the last. Uh... The last spot is basically up between Grant, Quinn, and Tom. Mm-hmm. And Tom and is a long shot. Yeah, um, which is crazy because even I would even say Quinn has a better chance than Tom to make it, <laughs> which is nuts. Um, and it's that's based off of who they're playing. Tom's obviously playing me, and Quinn is luckily enough facing Grant. Uh, so if Quinn wins, he just takes Grant. He he. he not only does he beat Grant, but he will guaranteed have more points for than Grant because he already has more points for than Grant right now. Exactly. So if Quinn wins, he automatically overtakes Grant. The only situation um, where Quinn wins and and he doesn't make playoffs is if Quinn Quinn wins, but Tom also wins. Right. Uh, if Tom if Tom wins, then he will take playoffs over Quinn. So. Um, and in a situation where Anthony loses to Charlie, which could happen, he has lost to Charlie already this season. Um, he could just be kicked out of playoffs if both Grant, just straight up, if both Grant and Tom win, uh, because they will have better records than Anthony. So that's that's the one situation Anthony wants to avoid. But that's a long shot. Um, losing to losing to Charlie Hardy, a long shot. Tom beating me, also a long shot. But anything could happen. Last week was probably the craziest week of the season so far. So yes. Um, uh, so and then obviously the only. Other changes. Chris is pretty much locked. He is he is locked in at the three seed. Yeah, he has three, no yeah. matter what. And then Chris you and I, yeah, whoever outscores each other. You said that one seed versus two seed. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, Charlie and Alex are eliminated, but we still have eight teams vying for a championship, and it's week thirteen, so that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely exciting. Let's yeah. pick games. Let's pick games. I, uh, I'll start with my game against Alex. Alex has had a hell of a season. It would be fitting if he went out with a victory. I don't think it's going to happen this time. I'm going to pick myself in uh, a game where I don't think I'm going to score that many points with my matchups, which makes me sad. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to pick myself in this game. Yeah, I, I think it's you. You have tougher matchups. If I were to pick the imaginary game between me and you i would pick me because of your matchups um so that that might say you might get the two seed because of that but i do think you'll still get this win and go 12 and 1 which would be a record it would (laughs) we would both get it we'll tie the record we both win um and the game with chris and nick a game that doesn't really mean a whole lot it's probably the least interesting game to follow uh i think chris (laughs) will pull this out he'll bounce back um, Kyler Murray, I'm a little worried about his shoulder because he doesn't look like he's throwing the ball that well. Um, if you look back at his numbers, let's take out the Hale Murray 
okay, that he had against Buffalo. And he's not throwing the football very well. Like, he's only got two touchdowns over the last three games if you take out the Hail Mary. So, and he hasn't rushed for a touchdown in two games, which is the first time that's happened this season. Uh, I'm a little worried about Kyler Murray, and he's, it's not going to get much easier. He's got the Rams this week. The Giants have a pretty solid defense next week. And then Philadelphia, San Francisco for the playoffs. So, it's going to be tough. Anyway, I think I'll Chris still wins. Yeah. Yeah, I think Chris still wins this. He doesn't have his lineup in yet, but... Um... Yeah, I, I like Chris in this game, and I just ranked Nick at 10, so yeah. probably should pick him. Um, he hasn't set his lineup yet either, but yeah, I, I, I like Chris to win this game, and um, a win here for, for Chris could possibly shoot Nick down like to the sixth seed, and we could just get this matchup again next week. Which would um, basically, at that point, be a bye for Chris. <laughs> Agreed. Um, at this point, I do think Nick deserves the, the sixth seed. I think it'll be the situation where that happens, obviously, is where he loses and Anthony and Grant um, win. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. I guess we'll find out from, from our picks here. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to go to the Anthony game next. I think Anthony will win this game because Charlie doesn't have Chris Godwin, and that's a pretty big difference. So... Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Anthony to get into the playoffs with a win. Yeah, a team like Charlie, like not having Godwin actually hurts a ton because he needs his top players, all of them. Uh, yeah, Anthony should win this one. and I wouldn't say sneaking into the playoffs is, should be his name. I think it's firmly in the playoffs at this point for Anthony. Even if he loses, it's going to be hard for him to not be in. Yep, and he deserves to make it. I mean, he's the... absolutely fourth highest points for in the league and it's not close he deserves to be in yeah it reminds me completely of my team last year i was in a very similar situation um in week 13 where i still hadn't made playoffs but i was very confident that i still would yes all right let's go to the oh your game against tom which is probably the second most interesting game of the week um Tom's got some tough matchups, and he's going to need his team to be healthy to have a shot in this game. Uh, man, he's stirring Devontae Booker as of right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you okay? Is something wrong with this? Something wrong with Josh Jacobs? What's happening? Uh, I, Josh Jacobs did have an ankle injury, but I. Uh, I don't think you should start Devontae Booker. It sounds like Jacobs is fine. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe it's just a, you know, he's playing 4D chess here. So, um, <sighs> DeAndre Swift's playing Chicago. I'm going to pick you in this game. Dalvin Cook has Jacksonville. Yeah, your, your matchups are just cake. I mean. who Robinson at, versus Cook? Robinson versus Cook in a rushing battle. So, yeah, I'm going to take you to win this game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Tom beat me because he there was one week last year where Tom was like a tanking team and he still upset me and like bet, put, bet something with someone and got a draft pick out of it. Um, so I, I've been there where I've been a heavy favorite against Tom and still lost. So it could have happened for sure. But my matchups are, yeah, way too good. 
Um, and not only that, I, I mean, if if Jones is out again or something like that, I've got new wide receiver one, Brandon Cooks on my bench to put in as well. Exciting. Oh, I forgot. Oh, man. Brandon Cooks, he's going to be good. Yeah, Watson to Cooks. It's going to be a big connection. Is Watson the starter? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Wow. Josh I like Allen getting like benched. Him. Yeah, well, Josh Allen's got San Francisco. I I like I like Watson better in hard matchups. They both have hard matchups this week, but Watson against New England proved to me like okay, it doesn't matter if it's a hard matchup, Watson's turning up here. Gotcha. All right, game of the week. This is literally a playoff game. <laughs> it is Grant versus Quinn. The winner makes the playoffs. The loser probably will go home. Unless it's Grant. And then he throws <laughs> a shot. But, but still. It, no, I mean, actually, yeah. Actually, Grant will go home because Quinn will make it over him. Yep. Quinn will, Quinn will make it over him. Yeah. But the, I, I can't remember if we were talking about this on the podcast or before. But, but yeah, the only situation where Grant loses and he can make it is if he, if he outscores Anthony by like 130 or like 200 or yeah, something. Yeah, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. So this is win and you're in, basically, because assuming Tom loses. Yeah, um, it's win, win and you're in for Grant, win and Tom loses and you're in for Quinn. Yep. All right, let's look at the matchups here. Aaron Rodgers against Philadelphia. That's not a bad matchup, but it's not great. Um, the Seahawks are playing the Giants. That's another very okay matchup. These are pretty even across the board here. DJ Moore is out for Grant, so he's going to have to put in somebody else there. That's a big loss. DJ Moore has been really good. It's probably going to be Jonathan Taylor coming in here. And I don't know if you start Jerry Judy or you just roll with Zach Pascal or you put Devin Singletary in, just roll with the two running back set. Oh, he's got David Johnson coming yeah, back. Yeah, what about David Johnson? Yeah. Yep, David Johnson will come back, replace Pascal, and then he can move Debo to the flex and start Jonathan Taylor. So that works out. I don't love Daryl Henderson, but you got to roll with him. Oh, give me Quinn. Let's get Quinn <laughs> in the playoffs, baby. Yeah. I think the one the one position I look at and I'm like, oh, my God, this game might be a stomp is like Kelsey versus Aikens. I'm just like, oh my god, how how could the team with Kelsey lose? But the rest of the lineup, especially with DJ Moore on by, that just that's a big blow to be honest. It is. Um, yeah, I think that might be the main reason why I have to take Quinn here, um, and hopefully Quinn's putting Eckler in, Eckler, Gallman, Mostert, and Carson. Just the big four. I I love those. I love that starting four. I love it. Um. So. Yeah, I'm so excited to see Quinn's team in action this week, see if he can pull out this win. But honestly, I think this could go either way, so I'm excited for it. It's a playoff game, baby. It's playoffs. We have a playoff game. <laughs> oh, All right, I'm excited. I think this wraps things up for this week. And, uh, wow, fun episode. One, yeah. one of my favorites we've done in a while. Same. I like the draft. The redraft the redraft all right good luck this week on round one of the playoffs